You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. All right, so on today's episode, we have... Deja. How are you, Deja? Welcome to the podcast. I'm very good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. We've been talking about this for a minute and getting you on here. So it's good. Yeah. Yes. So it's about time. So Deja, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? Are you married? Like, what do you like to do? So um, I'm actually from LA, born and bred in California, which is rare nowadays. Yes, <laughs> and also, is it true that y'all don't, don't say Cali? We always say California. Everyone else says Cali, which is totally fine. <laughs> There's more people here. We think we're so cool, and y'all are just like, oh, you know. I'm and California. to be fair, if you're actually like from California itself, you don't actually say California. You just say LA or San Francisco, or even if you're actually from San Diego or something, you'll say LA because that's where everybody, you know, knows. Um, (laughs) So a little bit more about me. I've been married now for 12 years and that has been good. But in addition to that, we've actually been together for 20 years. So it took us quite a long time to get married, but we were young and we did a lot of traveling, which is where most of that money went to. So, you know, yeah, it was important to see the world. Travel while you're young. Um, (laughs) Which also brings me to the next point. No kids because I want to see the world and the kids are taking it hard, but I'm not having them. Um, and it's been good, you know, uh, bought my house. Uh, so we are homeowners here in California. It's totally doable. I know lots of people are like, it's too expensive. It's doable. You guys. It really is. Everything else is rolling as is like what I love to do is travel. I'll be honest. So 2020 has been hard on me in that way. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Like as soon as all this COVID stuff is okay, over, like, so what's funny is going? I currently have two cruises booked um, for 2022. <laughs> One of them is a we were supposed to go in 2020, and obviously COVID, so we had to move it. So we moved it to 2022, and that's that Mexican Riviera. It's a seven day. Mexican Riviera cruise. And the second one, my older sister is turning. Um, well, I won't tell you guys that. <laughs> and she, we're doing the Bahama cruise with her. Uh, and then another crew, another vacation that got moved was I am going to go to Nambia for about a week. Uh, those are the three things I'm going to do the second I get my um, shot. <laughs> and the world opens up. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I was supposed to go to Ireland. We were supposed to go to Lisbon, Ireland, Northern yes, Ireland, and Scotland. Fantastic. October 2020. And I'm hanging on. Like, I haven't rescheduled the trip because I can only okay. reschedule it one more time. So I'm like holding out. I was hoping I'd be able to do it this year. But it's looking like it's probably mm-hmm. going to be in 2022. Um, but that is, that. that's my priority. 
going there and then I am dying. I don't know why. I am dying to go back to Hawaii. I just want to go like hiking and go swimming yeah. and just be in the sun and just Hawaii is like <laughs> my number one vacation location. I actually got married on Oahu. So <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, so I'm like, anytime I can go back to Hawaii, like let's do it. Like yeah. Oh, I completely it agree. It's beautiful. Like there's I've I'd never seen anything like it around. Mm-hmm. I've traveled all over the US and yes. And I'm kind of like um Maine. You know what? Honestly, Maine has mosquitoes that are, they're bigger than any mosquito I've ever seen in the state of Texas or Louisiana. And they're aggressive and they can bite you through your clothes. And it looks like a giant whelp. So I can't say Maine is my favorite, but that is a place that I really want to go again. But they Dude. have like three months that you can actually be there and no, like actually go no. outside and do stuff. So, so the one location that <laughs> is on so my cool. like never in my life list is Australia, pretty much for the same reasons. I don't want any bugs that are going to be bigger than my head. Can't do it. Won't do it. And now I'm adding Maine. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's done. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's, 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 it's <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin your life here. No, Maine is amazing. And they're only out, like, so we, um, mm-hmm. I went to Reach Across America, and we were okay. in the woods. Like, we were surrounded by trees. It was, um, it was like 55,000 okay. acres or something like mm-hmm. that that we were walking through. So it's just raw land. So every bug okay, to Maine was in there. But when we went to, we went to Bar Harbor. And it's right on the coastline. No mosquitoes. Beautiful. Freezing. It was, we went in like May, end of May, beginning of June. Really? I was freezing. People were, like, people were in the water in canoes. And, like, some people were just kind of, like, in the water frolicking. And I just wanted to go ask them, like, where are you from? If you're from, like, Montana, Canada, you know, I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm from Texas. I think something's wrong with you. <laughs> we need to get you some help. Like, let me know. But I was just like, that is weird because it was freezing. Mm-hmm. Like, the wind chill was just unbearable. So I had to stay in the sun. And it was so funny because, like, I would run through the shaded area. To get to the sun. I'm that person. I run through the shade mm-hmm. to get back to the sun. <laughs> but so uh, that's another thing about being in California. You know, it doesn't rain often, but when it does, um, we'll see people out in their like shorts and flip flops. And I'm like, they're clearly from the Midwest or somewhere because Californians are freezing, right? We're like putting on our pea coats, like putting on our. Girl, if, it's it, if the temperature drops below 65 in California, every California <laughs> is like, we're having a cold snap. Something is wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you. And the rest of everybody else is looking at us like, this is nice weather. We're like, no, this is our cold weather. This is <laughs> this is the fall, right? <laughs> now, I don't know if you've realized this, but we just literally spent about 15 in minutes the talking about travel and the weather. <laughs> It's okay. I don't know. We have, we have so much more to say. Trust me. Please stay tuned. We'll move on to our next topic. I'm hoping we haven't lost people already. So we are here for a reason. And we're going to be talking about showing up with your poker face. And 
I've always heard, and a few times I've been told in my life that I shouldn't be emotional. Like, I have a thing about crying in public. I do not, I try to keep my emotions in Mm -hmm. check when I'm in the office at all times. I do not have, like, those angry outbursts. I've had one of those moments where somebody, I felt disrespected, and I've literally had Mm -hmm. to, like, hold back, get up, go into my car, listen to some gospel music, calm down, and then come back inside so that I could speak to them clearly and with a lot less like, mm-hmm. emotional outrage to like get my point across. And so I find that women are told this so often, especially when they're going into their careers in corporate America. But you're even mm-hmm. told this like when we're young, like not to show emotion in public and to act a specific way, not even just like look a certain way. Don't wear something that's low cut or this or that. And so I feel like a lot of us have a poker face. Like when you're in specific situations, because of the way that we've been trained for so long, you go into different situations now as an adult and you're just like, you have this poker face where you just mm-hmm. hide all the emotion and then in your head, I'm like, I'm going to kill you. Okay. I killed you five different ways. You better watch your mouth. I cannot tell you how many people I've cursed <laughs> out in my head in like five minutes. <laughs> Because I'm just like, and you don't, you're not going to see it. I do wear my emotions on my face. I actively have to tell myself, keep mm-hmm. smiling, keep smiling. And I like, I never realized how many of us actually yeah. like do this until like I started talking, I just started talking to people about it. And I was like, don't you just want to slap her or slap him? And the answer is always to you yes. or doing something. And they're like, yes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, we get on these conference calls at work and then the minute you're off, somebody calls you and it's just like, you kept your poker face on during the call, but you have to vent and you just like call that person when the call's over and you're just like, okay, just give me five minutes. Am I crazy mm-hmm. or did this actually just happen? And so it's just crazy how we've really conditioned ourselves to hold back. And I mean, in some situations you do need to hold back and that comes with maturity, knowing when you can, let things out and when you need to kind of hold things into until like, like a different opportunity presents itself to speak. So have you, I know you've gone through this because we talked about this before. And so this is actually like a continuation yes. of our last conversation. Tell us so about what you, what you were saying. I definitely have experience. experienced that. My real issue is that I had, I had two issues, right? Controlling my tongue and not saying exactly what was on the tip of my tongue at that moment because it's not conducive to moving us forward or moving the conversation forward in a good way, right? It automatically puts the other person on um, defense and now we're not getting anything done. So once I was able to hone that skill, I ignored my face altogether. I was like, you know what? I've done, I'm doing too much work not to say the first thing that comes to mind. So my face is going to, my eyebrows will shoot up. I'll, you know, I have no easy way of telling myself not to do it. It's not until it's done where I'm like, please just keep a blank face. Please just keep a blank face. And I'm like, not happening. So 
when one instance is I'm talking to someone and they're telling me to, you know, do something, you know, and it's a report that needs to be done. And I know, I, I just know, you know, you can always feel it when you're being given busy work that is not going to move the needle forward, you know? And so I end up saying, okay, I understand that you want this done, but can we discuss what the outcome should be? And we discussed that. And when I pointed out that, you know, this report is not going to be valuable, um, I was told you just have to do it. And my face immediately, like, well, and to be fair, I was speaking with my manager. So let's, (laughs) let's make that clear. But my face was like, what? (laughs) But my voice said, okay, no worries, I'll work on it. And I was getting up, ready to go. And he called me back and he's like, are you sure you're okay with this? And I'm like, yes, I'm telling you I'm okay with it. And he's looking at me, he's like, your face is not saying that. And I'm like, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yes. Oh my God. I'm okay with this. I'm like, <laughs> I can't fix what's happening. Yes. I know. I like, I li- <laughs> This is so funny because I go through this all the time. Like, they'll ask me to do something, Mm -hmm. even if I don't want to do it. Sometimes it'll show on my face, but I'm like, you know what? I'll still do it. I can still do it. It's not that big of a deal. But because of that, just that little glimmer of, oh, that kind of came forth on my face. Now it's like 20 questions. Are you upset? Are you angry? What's happening? Like, do you not want to do it? Can you not do it? Mm -hmm. Like, do we need to discuss this further? And I'm like, just leave, leave it alone. It will get done. Like, it's it's all good. But have you noticed that sometimes when people do that, it makes you not want to say anything? Like, when they constantly take the way that you're looking at them or how your body, like, what's your body language maybe telling them? When they get it yes. wrong all the time or they take it or they take it to the extreme, like, oh, she frowned at me. She's just, she must be in a bad mood today. And they constantly do that to you. It makes you not want to say anything, even when you know Mm -hmm. that you should. And I think that's a big problem. The amount of times that I've ended up in HR over, well, she says good morning to us every day, but she doesn't like smile. And I'm just like, ma'am, I'm I'm saying good morning. So now I need to walk to your desk and say your name and smile. Like, why are we talking about this? It's infuriating on some levels i'll be honest because you're just like why is my every facial expression being micromanaged (laughs) why why are we here exactly as long as i (laughs) like this is my face deal with it (laughs) and it's just and in that case it makes you want to like go through the back door so you don't even pass by their desk and you don't have to say anything to them at all. And then it's, oh, they're avoiding me. And I'm like, can't win or lose, huh? All right. (laughs) All right, honey. It's in those situations that I'm definitely like, if I could just avoid them altogether, I will. And then my face won't get me in trouble, you know, or lack of whatever social cues they're looking for. And I just find sometimes it's just, you know, small little differences that can make or break those interactions, you know? And so I'm like, hey, we have to keep it top level, right? (laughs) I'm always like, let's 
have this conversation. I put on my happy face and I'll walk in and I'll say hello and I'll be like, how was your weekend? And they could prattle on about their weekend the whole time. I'm like keeping a look at my watch. Like <laughs> they hit this five minute mark and be like, okay, I need to go get started. And you know, that ended like some of that, uh, those issues. But again, like those are just, you know, good morning and salutations and things like that. Sitting in a meeting with them and having to like really hash out how a project is going to go or things like that, you know, you always have that in the back of your mind. Like it's a lot just to say good morning to this person. Like how are we going to get past the differences of how I think a project should run and how they think a project should run. And sometimes I find myself questioning I really think this is the better way to go, but do I want to fight this fight with them? Like, do I really need to pick? Is this the battle that I, is this the hill I want to die on? (laughs) You know, and sometimes I have to tell myself, you know what? Just let it go. Smile and nod, smile and nod. (laughs) Absolutely. I used to have, um, this is like when I first, actually it's funny. It's when I first joined corporate America I had a coworker that always was like, make sure you smile, smile. Like you said, you're pretty smile. You should smile more often. Mm -hmm. And it was a man. And to me, that a man telling me to smile and all this, Mm -hmm. like that just didn't sit well with me. But when you're young and you're new, you're just kind of like, whatever. He's just kind of a tool. Like I just kind of let it go. And for him, he was probably thinking, oh, I'm trying to help her be more personable mm-hmm. and approachable because my thing is, is I have RBF mm-hmm. like, big time. I, when I'm walking into a building or if I'm walking into a room, half the time, especially first thing mm-hmm. in the morning when it's work, I am thinking of everything that I need to do. In my head, yep. I am making a list. And so, and I did this a lot, especially when I was younger, because I wasn't as organized as I am now. (laughs) But it used to bother me to no end for someone to literally look at me and be like, you need to smile, like, make sure you smile today and stuff like that. I'm like, where do you get off? Like, where is it written that I have to smile at every single moment of every single day? I may naturally like, I don't want to say hyperactive, but I'm Mm -hmm. just a very bubbly person. But when I, when it's something serious like work, I have a project, I'm doing something or just in a situation that is serious, like yeah. don't tell me to smile because my mind is elsewhere and it doesn't fit the situation. So I don't need to smile. And it just, it kind of, what really blows my mind, and this is for men and women, telling someone what mm-hmm. emotions they need to convey how they should be feeling in a moment to make yourself more comfortable is unacceptable because honestly, if the shoe was on the other foot, you would not want someone to do that to you. Now I do have a tendency to talk to someone and my face just changes. Like you may have said something that I was just like, (laughs) what? Or did you really think before you spoke and you Mm -hmm. will see that on my face immediately. And then usually somebody, if there's somebody near me listening, they'll start laughing because it's like a split second emotion that it's just like, oh my God. And then mm-hmm. I just rest my face and it's not a smile. It's not a frown. It's just my face resting. Like I need to right? get through this conversation. 
Do you know how many conversations somebody has said something and I'm standing there like, did you just say that to me out loud? Did you? But really my eyebrow it? will go up. So, and it was a real problem. And at one point, one of my friends came over to me and she's like, honey, I want you to know that your rock eyebrow keeps going up and down. And I'm like, I'm fixing it. I'm trying. You're right. I am trying. (laughs) But it's just interesting the number of conversations where people just have no self-awareness sometimes when they're speaking to you. And when they should be picking up on social cues, but they're actually not. Those are the moments where they matter, where it's just kind of like my eyes just got really wide. That's Mm -hmm. shock and appalled. Like I'm appalled and just like, I need you to retract that statement. I need you to think about what you just said. Like, are you serious? And so normally when you see that, usually behind it, I'm going to be like, okay, so are you saying, like, I need to make sure that's actually what you meant? <laughs> are we having, like, a brain fart right now? Like, are you sure that you really put those your thoughts together to have that come out of your mouth at that exact moment? And, so, and you're like, like, is that what you meant? Or this you happens just so that, you often. Know? Exactly. And so just ask for clarification. It really boils my blood when somebody's like, that happens, and they're just like, okay, now you're being rude. Don't look at me like that. I'm like, okay, this is where you can open the floor for a conversation if you don't understand the look that I just gave you because I'm actually Mm -hmm. conveying emotion. So if I look shocked or I actually look angry, then it's a level of maturity and just kind of being in the world and understanding people and understanding when you might need to stop and yes. say, is this okay? <laughs> I get like that. Not sometimes because I don't want to know, but sometimes we're in the wrong forum or the wrong area to be discussing certain things. And I'm like, I don't want to be seen or overheard discussing this because it could get back to parties that we don't need this to get back to. Sometimes when you want to vent, you cannot do it at your desk. <laughs> Coworkers coming up to my desk. I always just do. I do. I do the hand, and I'm like, "Can we? Can we not? Not right here. Not right now. Can we not?" And then I'm like, "That that's kind of my don't don't do that. Not right now. Not right here. Ears everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Like walks outside. Are so fine. I get. I completely like, get that. Can we go to the bathroom? Like, I am me. Why are you standing at my desk? <laughs> so that's always. It depends on the person too. Um, very early on in my career, I had the same issue where it was always like smile or things like that. And I always, I always hated those conversations because I'm only smiling for your comfort. You're not telling anyone else in this room to smile. Everyone else has come to this room with a poker face. But me, the only woman in the room, I need to smile. And I also was just like, why am I, as the only woman in the room, the one who's dedicated to take notes or, you know, provide the summary at the end? Oh, my God. And I'm just like, Thank what were you, you guys doing before I came along? Like, that's not why I have a seat at this table. Not that I'm above it, but just that it's like some unwritten rule that men are like, oh, she could take the notes. <laughs> I'm like, actually, today, so-and-so can take the notes. And then they'll like look at me and I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) Well, you know, the crazy thing. So 
like I told you when I first came to corporate America, that's when I had the interaction mm -hmm. where he was telling me to smile. Part of the issue with me not really knowing how to addressing address it or wanting to address it was my fear of being mm -hmm. labeled angry as the angry yeah. black woman. <laughs> and I feel like when you can't address those or you just don't know how, the best thing to do is yeah. to keep it to yourself until you can like really learn how to navigate mm -hmm. that kind of situation. Because had I kind of blown up, now it's a new stigma Correct. that I have to deal with. And it, it's just, it opens up a whole new world of people telling you, stop yelling. Why are you talking so loud? I actually, I'm, my voice mm -hmm. naturally carries. Like you see how far yes. I am from the mic right now, because if I was in the <laughs> mic, I'd blow your eardrums. But, <laughs> but having people tell me, oh, sweetie, lower your voice. You're in an office. And I'm like, I'm actually speaking at a regular mm -hmm. tone. Like I'm not yelling. I'm, I don't know how to whisper, but I'm not yelling. <laughs> but it's just kind of like my voice carries. Yeah. Like, what can I really do about it? But that's just another way of like trying to control how I mm -hmm. act and how you're like, you just don't know how to interpret or understand who I am and kind of take me in as the person that I am. So you're telling me to smile. You're telling me not to be loud when I'm not being loud. I'm speaking at a normal tone. So these are all things that yeah. people do and they really need to stop because it just it makes kind of a toxic environment because mm -hmm. it's a controlling but environment. The, what you're, it's always on you though. The onus is always on you to change your behavior so that yeah. they can perceive you in the light they want to perceive you in. Oh. Not necessarily that you're a bad worker, you're not getting things done, or you are yelling. It's just that we feel like if you were talking softer, we would like it. Not that you're doing anything particularly incorrect at that moment. And I'm like, I feel like you should go mind your own business exactly. and leave me alone. So <laughs> the way I got around that, because I will tell you the first, I don't know, four or five years of my career, I never said anything. I was like, thank you. And then I would try and whisper or whatever. Um, but as I got around more and more uh, people that were already in the business, like older black women, and, you know, they were like, there are ways in which you can provide counterpoint. You know, and really sitting with those women and talking to them about the things that they, the struggles that they had gone through and how they got past it really enabled me to start, you know, just being clear and saying, you know, I don't appreciate you coming up to me in the middle of my conference call to police my tone. But thank you for coming over here. You see my face. I'm like, oh, no, they did not. But <laughs> that's the way I respond back to them. And then they feel that way. And it's you know, pearl clutching for a moment. And then I turned back to my computer. I didn't yell at them. I thanked them for their time. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing there that would cause strife later on. I mean, obviously there was some because, you know, but. You know what? It's funny how when you do check someone mm -hmm. in the most polite way and respect, you're just being, you're being respectful, you're being polite, you're being professional. But when you check them, when they say things or do things like that to you, 
they're always taken aback because it's almost like they thought you were yes. like a weak link that would never say something. So that's why they decided Correct. it was going to be you. Oh, and the amount of times where I finished that conversation, they come back up and they're like, I'm only trying to help you. And I'm like, yes. I'm only trying to help Thanks. you get away from my desk. <laughs> <laughs> On occasion, I've been like, thank you. When I need professional advice, I'll ask you. But thank you for, you know, letting me know. We're good. Oh my gosh. I love it. There was a meme that I saw a while ago <laughs> and it was like, I don't, it said something like, I don't appreciate my solicited advice in the workplace. It's like I don't need it. <laughs> I need to find it. But I'm yes. like, Oh my gosh, that hit home because I can't tell you how so many people love to correct you and tell you about yourself and tell you what's wrong with you and what you need to fix but they don't even look at themselves under the same mm -hmm. lens. And I feel like a lot of the time it's things that they do that maybe they're not realizing Correct. and they're projecting that onto you. Cause sometimes those negative qualities aren't even yours. Somebody may have said something to them and they're like, well, exactly. she's louder than me. And the next thing you know, they're over at your desk. Hey, can you keep it down? Like the rest of us are trying to be on the phone and it's mm -hmm. because somebody else did it to them. So, but I love what you said when you said to look at other people in the office or wherever you are and how they're yes. handling those situations. Because when I tell you that there are some graceful black women in my office and the way that they handle situations, when people come to their desk and talk to them crazy and they stay mm -hmm. cool as a cucumber, I'm like, oh, tell me your secret. Because sometimes... I'm ready to pop off. And I know at every moment when somebody does that to me, I can't go to my car and listen to gospel music. It's just not always an option. So I really feel that people mm -hmm. need to tap into that and like talk to your peers and talk to your friends. It, this is not a singular workplace <laughs> thing or personal life thing that only you're going through. Mm -hmm. So many people go through this and there is something to be learned from other people's experiences that can help you navigate. Yes, especially when you are speaking to older colleagues as well, because they're going to give you examples of things that they've gone through that you haven't even scratched the surface of yet. And then you get there and you're Absolutely. like, you know, they told me this is what happened. So maybe I'll try it this way. You know, you'll, it'll just give you a better chance of having better outcome before you get to that stereotype of angry person in the office, because it, I mean, obviously between you and I, it's the angry black woman stereotype, but there are other stereotypes yeah. out there that many of us are trying to stay away from. So make sure you really just have a very solid foundation of people that you can go to. Um, Absolutely. And it's important to reach outside yes. of the people that you work with because there have been times where I'm actually the only black woman on my team. There was no one else that could really relate to right. me in that moment. And so there was a black man on my team who I'm actually still like, this is years later mm -hmm. and we're still really good friends because he just kind of got me and understood the situations. But I ended up talking to him. He introduced me to his wife. He uh, introduced me to other mm -hmm. black women in the office. And I then had yes. a network that I could go to and it's just sometimes you have to look outside of your immediate circle. He wasn't, ex we worked for the same mm -hmm. company, but he wasn't on my team. So it's just kind of like, 
you got to open yourself up. It can be scary. It's you have to be careful who you talk to sometimes because not everybody is on your side. But when you find your network and as you build your network, let them know what's going on because what's causing you stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety. These are things that you probably don't have to go through if you just spoke with somebody else. So I'm a big advocate, like share your story, share your struggle and let people help you through it. And speaking with people that, that are older than you, it is so funny because when I was younger, I'd look at people who were like in their thirties and higher. And I'd be like, they are so old. And now I'm just like, Hey girl, like you get me. Like We're on the same level now. Like, let's come help me, please. Like I need you. Like you already dealt with this or have you dealt with this? And somebody always knows someone Mm -hmm. else who's gone through that struggle, even if they haven't gone through it themselves. I hear that so often. Oh, I haven't had to deal with that, but she has. This is so and so. This like get your introductions like, through and then talk. Just, like, yes. have a chat. Have a <laughs> yes. chat. Yeah, that's what you have to Truly. do. It's that's where all my growth has come from. I'll be honest with you. Because in the beginning, I am not sure I would have made it without those colleagues, you know. And not just again, not just colleagues yes. from where I worked. Um, my sister is much older than me as well. And so she would allow me to go to lunch with her and her colleagues as well and hearing their stories. And I still talk to some of those women outside of their friendship with her. They have separate friendships with me now as well. And it just really worked out, you know, and from all levels, you know, from entry level all the way up to CEOs, having those conversations with other people and across industries, you're just going to learn so much. It's just going to make it much easier for you Absolutely. to maintain that poker face. You know, it's it's going to make it much easier. <laughs> yes. And if you don't feel like you have a poker face, let me tell you how to <laughs> how to find it. You're going to have to like think about a situation and look at yourself in the yeah. mirror while you're thinking about it. Think about something like a happy thought. And think about something that's going to make you smile. Mm -hmm. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. Think about something that will make you mad. Now think about something that's just like whatever. Once you think about each one and you see your facial reaction, now take the one in the middle that was just like whatever and apply that reaction to the happy thought and to the angry thought and learn how to control it. That's a very good um, suggestion. And it, it sounds so silly. But I'm telling you, it works. When you can actually like picture what your facial expression is going to be mm-hmm. or needs to be, you can make that expression on cue. Even if somebody's talking to you and they are saying the stupidest thing you've ever heard, you can keep it 100 and keep a straight face. Like, okay, it takes listen. Practice. Because I need to practice it myself. Like, it comes, like, it's easier with That's time. That's something I'm going to practice <laughs> myself. Because even now, I'm like, Sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'm like, mm, my head will turn slightly and I'm just like, you're giving me crazy. Oh, yeah. Or my thing is, yes, I look away. Sometimes I'll like look away to regroup really quick. And it's not like that rude, like, let me look behind mm-hmm. me and see who's there. It's just kind of like looking off to the side thoughtfully. And then yes. coming back with a straight face. The one thing that I have been able to do is just look down. You know, and maybe like I'll pretend like I'm like dusting a speck of something off my shirt and then I'll be able to look back up at them. 
Yes. Give yourself a second to regroup. You need That's it. all you need. So you are right. <laughs> and then in other situations, it's just like, you really do. Don't forget to just not react. <laughs> Yeah. And take a deep breath. I cannot tell you sometimes I'm in a meeting. I've been in meetings where it's just like, like it's a serious meeting and you need to get things done, but people are, they did not bring their A game and you're just like, this is so silly. And so you want to laugh. I will take a deep breath and you swallow that laugh. You just swallow it and keep a straight face. Don't, don't like, like, cause sometimes you see Mm -hmm. like you take a deep breath and you automatically might like frown or something like that. Just take a calming breath and look up straight face, game face. So when I'm in those situations, I have, uh, you know, you take notes sometimes during these meetings. I've never once gone to a meeting without a notepad and a pen, because when those things happen, I'm writing notes to myself like, this person has gone off the rails. And you know what I'm saying? It's like me (laughs) being able just to jot it all down. My face is being normal, but I'm able to write out, you know, whatever thought is going through my head at that moment, or this meeting could have been an email, like those kind of things are going into that notebook. And that has also just really been helpful when I'm in a meeting with a group of people and you have to keep a straight face when they are on topics that are not topical. You're just like, what? I'm like, what is, what are they talking about? Why are we still? No. <laughs> it's so funny because I had a, I, she actually listens to this podcast, so I'm not going to say her name, but I had a coworker and one time mm-hmm. she worked at HR and one time I went to her and I was like, they just, they keep talking to me like they're crazy. I'm like, I can't deal with it today. It's just, I'm not in the right headspace. And she was like, girl, I know exactly what you mean. She was like, people keep talking to me crazy in emails. And so she said, do you know what I do? And I was like, what? And she was like, I go down to the bottom of my email, (laughs) of the email they sent. And she was like, I write everything that I want to write to them. And she was like, I write it in white. (laughs) So she was like, and she was like, and after I write it, I delete it. But she was like, as long as it's white, in case you don't delete all of it. That is fantastic. (laughs) She was. She was like, sometimes you got to get it out. And she was like, and then I write my email. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. And she was like, then I'm able to just like type that crap, get it out of my inbox to move on. And I looked at her like, oh, my God, but what if you accidentally send it? She was like, it's in white. So unless they highlight the whole thing and like she hits enter Mm -hmm. so she she has enough space. She's like, unless they highlight that entire email, they will never it and if they do girl they okay she's, she's like, like at this point god has <laughs> said like, it's okay <laughs> it's okay exactly but i was like that blows my mind but that just shows there's so many different yes. things that people do <laughs> to like kind of deal with these situations because everybody goes through this they go through this mm-hmm. and you know right? at some point you're going to be the person exactly and let's flip the yeah. coin because we are not perfect you could be that for somebody else. So if you find yourself saying, oh, don't do this or smile or don't talk so loud and critiquing someone else's behavior when, let's be honest, sometimes mm-hmm. people's behavior needs to be critiqued. Sometimes it does not. If you were being petty, if you were just not mm-hmm. having the best day and somebody's coming on you, so you want to project it onto somebody else, just don't. 
Like, pick and choose your battles, like you said. Especially for the younger um, generation that's coming in, first office job kind of stuff. I'll just pull them to the side. Like, let's go get coffee. And I'm like, hey, I know this is your first office job. So I just want to tell you, watch out for these things. I'm not telling you to change anything, but I want you to watch out for it, you know. And that will give them the opportunity to either stay on the same path or moderate their behavior as necessary, you know. Because what worked for me may not work for them. Absolutely. So, but I do want to exactly. watch out for the youngins because I want them to go much farther and have an easier time than I did. Because <laughs> yes. literally, if I had known some of the things that I know now, when I was 19, I would not have gone through so much um, havoc during my early career, you know. Yeah. And I absolutely feel like when people are young and they have someone doing that Mm -hmm. to them, especially when they're new to a job, I always have so much respect for the people who will stand up on their behalf because sometimes it makes them cower. It makes them nervous. They're new. They don't want to draw that kind of attention to themselves. And I really respect the people who may already be working there or who just have that confidence to stand up for that person and say, stop, like, She's not being loud. I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to leave mm-hmm. her alone or leave him alone. Like the world yes. needs more of those people. Younger people coming into corporate America really mm-hmm. need those people. And even the people who are seasoned, they still need those kind of people. So if you see somebody doing something and it, you know, it's not right. It's hard to stand up to other people and assert yourself in a situation that you weren't originally involved in. Yes. But it's necessary. Because you don't know what that's doing to their mental state. And I'm a big advocate mm-hmm. for mental health and uh, just a healthy work environment. So I, I, hats off. I respect everybody who does that. And they do it in a respectful manner to where they're not escalating the situation. Yes. They're de-escalating the situation. Yes. That, Very key. And, you know, as a person who's been on the... Uh, recipient end of someone standing up for them, you already know how it feels. You know how important and integral that moment was for you. So be that for somebody else. You're absolutely right. I love this conversation. This has been amazing. And you, you Deja stepped up for me <laughs> on short notice, like <laughs> really Girl, short anytime. notice. And brought your A game. Like I love this conversation and I appreciate you coming on and No, I loved it. And I really love that you started this podcast. It's fantastic. And any way that I can support or help or bring on more people for topics, let me know. Let me know. You've got this started. You're doing very well on your own, but having a larger network is just going to increase your ability, you know? Absolutely. No business will be successful without a network. Like it's, it's impossible. especially during COVID. (laughs) Now you are in the living room confessional and I do require every guest to leave us with a confession. Wow. Okay. So I didn't tell you about this. I totally (laughs) forgot. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That is okay. I do have a confession and it's selfish and horrible. Okay. So let's do it. Okay. So my personal confession, which is a little selfish, um, 50% 50% of the gifts that I get my husband at Christmas time are things that I want. 
<laughs> it's 100% awful. I know I'm a bad person for doing that. But what I make up for it throughout the year. Like I buy him like smaller gifts once a month or whatever that are purely his. But at Christmas time, he looks at some of the gifts like, I don't think this is for me. And I'm like, it is. I'll be using it. But it's for you. <laughs> okay. Happy like the coffee life. press I bought him. Yeah. That clearly was not. <laughs> I like things that are multi-purpose. Like I, I don't like Christmas mm -hmm. gifts that I can only use once because yes. I feel like that's wasteful. And and unless it's like concert tickets mm -hmm. or something like that, like that's different. Although I don't even like, I don't like concerts. I don't even know why I gave that as an example, but <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. And that's probably because <laughs> that's something I might do. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, my brain is just like, that is brilliant. And I know that I probably shouldn't okay. say that because it might be a little selfish, but I'm just like, Listen, That's a great idea. if you guys are out there listening, you don't have to tell them it's for you. Slap their name on it and everybody in the house can use it. And yeah, and yeah. they're just like, can I borrow it? Like, exactly. Sharing is caring. If you love me, <laughs> give me your stuff. <laughs> so, this is why I'm single. <laughs> you just can't say it out loud. So, I also bought him. An iPad, like I, uh, I bought him one iPad. It was a smaller one. A couple years later, I upgraded to whatever it was, the Air Pro, whatever. He hasn't used it once. I've used his Air Pro the whole time <laughs> because he still has the other. Well, how, how many times do people ask? How Like this happens all the time. People ask for stuff and yes. they actually do want it. And then the next shiny thing or cool thing comes out On and to it's the just next. like, squirrel like yeah on to the next like yeah. <laughs> it's just like so why not he's you not know, like, like that he generally not wasting not money me for things so this is really just me being selfish <laughs> i know what this is dang, and dang, i appreciate it but i know me so it's okay listen <laughs> we've been together for 20 years almost he's okay with it he's doing just fine like I said, A1, she's 100% oh, yeah. I will always be honest. That's, I will Love say it. that too. It's Love it. one of the number one things that um, if anybody asks, they will always say, Daisha's honest. <laughs> Keeping lies and secrets is just far too hard for me. I, it's exhausting. It's too, it's too hard. I don't want yeah. to. Trying to keep up with a lie. Mm -mm. Well, I, this has been so much fun. Thank you. I'm so happy you came on and shared, shared your lunch break with me. Like Anytime. High five. That Anytime. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more information on previous or future episodes, please check out my website at thelivingroomconfessional.com. And you can also check out and follow my IG page at livingroom underscore confessional. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Mm -hmm.